All right, everybody, welcome to the Daisy Sessions. This is the finale, number 10, Woo-hoo! Rock and Roll Suicide, written by Harris Danau, uh, directed by Nizinga Stewart. So she directed the back end, I guess, of everything. Yeah. So this is it. This is what we've all been waiting for. All the secrets are revealed. Before we get into it, what is your top line, first thoughts? What, how are you feeling? I know you were nervous about the finale. Worried for the finale. Worried for the finale. Also, I do want that on a t-shirt. I want okay. somebody to send me a t-shirt <laughs> that says worried for the finale. <laughs> um, top line thoughts? I didn't cry, as you oh, did. Oh, wow. I yeah. did. And then I, I sent Taylor a picture of myself crying. Yeah, and then I saw people had like posted online like oh look at my daisy jones crying selfie i didn't cry i did um there were moments that i got a little bit of a like i felt a little bit of emotional but i didn't get i didn't cry um Mm. i liked it good finale i don't think they totally stuck the landing but i'm happy with the episode and in a weird way i wish that this was what like all the other episodes had been like yes it just felt it weirdly felt different than the rest of the show in Mm -hmm. like a good way yes i 100 percent agree the conceit of the show for the first half or a little more is basically it's two timelines and one is like the day of the show and one is like a ever like different songs at the concert yeah i loved that i was like why didn't we kind of do this the whole time like that would have been a really interesting concept of just doing showing their tour and at each concert we go into uh the the past yeah. Um, like, you know how most TV shows now have the kind of two timelines where you're like solving a mystery in the present and then you're trying to figure out how it got there in the past? I feel like this might have actually benefited from that. Yeah, I agree. But I loved this episode, really. I thought that it, and we'll go into individual things, but like I do think it sucked the landing. I think that the emotion of it was there, even though obviously they changed some things. And I but was they, crying. Yeah. I, go, no, keep going. Well, I'll tell you when I started crying, but I cried significantly. I'm also a cry. I cry once a day minimum. I woke up this morning crying. I still don't really know why. What? My antidepressants are in the mail. They're coming. Oh, but I'm like, okay. Okay. I'm just like a weepy person. Like I'm ready. I'm ready to cry. If only I was a better actress, because then I would be an amazing mm. actress, because I would cry constantly. You'd be crying on cue. Yeah. I, yeah, I actually do cry a lot in um, on m- with media. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't really cry in real life, but, like, I'll watch stuff, and it'll send me to tears pretty quickly. So I was surprised yeah. that I didn't cry for this. I think maybe it was a little bit of a... Um, a backstop Mm -hmm. like I think I just hadn't emotionally connected to everything that came before it so I wasn't really letting myself let go I did watch it twice and I did cry both times cry both times I knew it was coming and then I got upset okay so when Um, did you start crying no when we get to it oh okay okay fine but um yeah oh Okay, there are some really fucking good scenes. Yeah, 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 definitely. 
I think that's like this is the thing also with the the changes that they made from the book. I uh, I just also wonder if maybe they should have gone full tilt and been like screw everybody that read the book we're just gonna make it our own and right. i wonder if i would have appreciated that more like they kind of do that at the end here and i was like yeah okay sure yeah <laughs> right like, i wasn't upset with it because it was just it was i guess it was like so different and like i could see how they got there emotionally in the confines of this finale so i'm just i'm wondering if me like i kind of wish maybe they had done that for the whole show I think they tried to walk a line and it didn't totally work. And in the finale, they kind of right, threw it out I the window. The, yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, go for it. <laughs> right. Because that was the thing that was hard was they would go veer from the book, which obviously like you have to, but then they would still try to put these scenes in from the book that weren't the emotional payoff anymore because you had veered so far out where it's like, well, yeah. then just don't put that scene in there because it doesn't make sense anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but to get, get start, yeah. yeah. So it starts at Soldier Field. We have the same like placards that we got from the pilot. Um, of the everybody walking stage, we notice that Eddie has a black guy was wearing a fucking phenomenal white suit. White suit. Also, not like shocking. I follow the actor on TikTok. He came up on my TikTok. British. Yeah, yeah, I did find you that. You think out you know I, somebody, and, and then they're British. It. Yeah, he's British. Yeah, because I saw one Phenomenal. of the behind the scenes videos, and he says like a he, they ask him a question, and he's like, "What?" And I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> he's British!" <laughs> Literally, and I then I was like, no "Everybody idea. in this show is British except for Daisy, pretty much." And Simone's American. Is Simone British? Well, no. The only people who are British are Sam. Um, Suki. Eddie and Suki. Okay. Yeah, but I was just like, this is a I blow listen, fan. he plays small town American dirtbag <laughs> too well. Shocking. Um Daisy's the costumes costume. for this finale were so good. I mean, Daisy's dress was it's like iconic already. It was amazing. Oh my god. At, she looks absolutely amazing. Um I just wrote old Graham surprised. I don't know why. I don't remember why he was surprised. Um, when he but anyway, so oh, everyone, oh, where he was like, if you had told me that morning that yeah. today was going to be the last show, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. Warren, he's just having a good time. He's here. Pure vibes is Warren? the number one guy in the group is Warren. I think Warren that's what we learned. Yes. Yeah. Um, Warren was Karen great. and Daisy both have tears in their eyes. And then Daisy looks at Billy and something ain't right. Billy takes a swig. We know we're in a different plane now. Things have shifted. Yeah. Tonically. Yes. And this is thing like, I think this is what was kind of upsetting because they do it so well in this episode is the stuff that you would believe you could read between the lines in the book here mm -hmm. felt okay to me like billy drinking he never really mm -hmm. says that he does in the book but here i was like yes i believe this and like i think yeah. that it was just shown really well and then everything that happens in between the encore i was like i mean i don't want to spoil my yeah 
my reaction to it. But, <laughs> but they all just felt I I was okay with the way that this was done in because I thought yes, I could totally see these things happening in between the lines of the story. Yeah. And so I I just I thought it was like great. I wasn't I was surprised in a good way when Billy like takes out his flask. I was like, "No, Billy, what?" <laughs> so it was good, you know. Yeah. And I think something that happens throughout this whole show this episode that I think is amazing is like the actors are so talented, but the way that they will look at each other and you're like, Oh, I get it. I get everything. Like I understand what you're seeing. I understand what you were thinking about what you're seeing. Like, and especially that they're on stage for so much of this episode and they can't go over and be like, what the fuck is going on? Like they're just like looking at each other and it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we're ping pong and we're seeing it. This is, I think, I had some like wild ideas during the, during watching this about how they could have done the rest of the show. And it was like, yeah, yeah, just have like the tour and then we go in and we learn about everybody while like each episode was a concert on the tour. And then we learned about the the band this way. Um, And then the other one was, I thought the exact same thing with the, the looks that everybody gave each other and the show, what the show did so well to its credit is realizing when words weren't necessary and it was just Mm -hmm. the looks that were needed and so I just thought well why don't we take it a step further and just have it be there's no dialogue in the entire show it's just the music and the lyrics and people people (laughs) singing and then just people looking at each other I was like I I mean it would it'd be insane but I was kind of like up and down 10 hours of just people looking meaningfully no, they're so good. They're so Listen, good. It would be experimental. I'll give you that. But what yes. are we? What is Jeff Bezos doing with all this money? Like, give us something wacky. Um, I think your first idea was good. I think your second idea, <laughs> we're gonna table. Um, so then we get to the Chicago Hotel. I like that we see Camilla with the nanny and Julia with the nanny because Julia's like tugging on her coat and Camilla's like over it. Yeah, I guess it does show you like how far they've come, how amazingly mm-hmm. rich they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, then Rod's giving out the keys for sound check. Rod, Rod, just Rod. Rod. I want, I just want a spinoff with Rod. And also, I know we've said it a million times, but why wasn't he just the manager and here for ten episodes? I, I just because it makes me thing. so mad. It was in the book. You like. You could have still had it how it was in the book where Rod is their manager and Teddy is their producer because those are different things. You can still have the way like they are pretty similar in the book. They're both very supportive and very, you know, father figures to the band. So you could have changed it and had it more of a dichotomy between the two of what the 70s really was. It would have just added a little bit more color and then you would have got to fully utilize Tom Wright and uh, Timothy Olyphant. Like, yeah. I, yeah. And they're different. I mean, they're just like beings are so different. Like Teddy is such a, in the show, it's such a like strong paternal presence, like teacher. Like you want to give him your best because you respect him so much. Mm-hmm. And Rod's kind of a, 
joke and he's kind of hurting cats and he's just trying to get people to show up on time. Like that's two very different energies and could be competing priorities. Like, I don't know. Um, the last is Daisy. Daisy's like, your life would be so boring without me. (laughs) He's like, are you going to forget you lose your key today? And she's like, probably. And then he Daisy lies. standard time. I know Daisy standard time, which I loved. So like, good. just the banter between the two of them. Yes. Is so good. And more Daisy having fun. Give us more Daisy having fun anytime. Yes. Um, Simone and Daisy have lunch. This was a misstep for me. I don't like that Simone doesn't get to be a disco star and she walks away from her record contract instead. Yeah. Especially because we don't know what the record company asked her. Yep. You know? And the thing... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. The thing that really does annoy me about some of this revisionist history, it's like there were queer singers and artists and actors during this time who stayed in the closet and and in order to perform their art and maybe when it was safe for them when they had the power to do so they made change but i feel like it's discounting them to be like well it's taking a stand like they should have walked away if they couldn't be fully out and be themselves in a right. way that makes me frustrated because sure i that's a choice that everybody can make for themselves i mean in the book simone becomes a disco star yeah and it's just frustrating that here she doesn't. She opens up a club with Bernie, which is nice, which is fine, which is right. something. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just, uh, it kind of felt like they thought they had more runway with her story and then they didn't. It just feels like they took out, it feels like it was a, a victim of the cutting room floor. Like I wish that we had seen more and heard more. Maybe this is, maybe there actually is a spinoff in the works where we get to learn this. But I agree. I thought, and at that point when she says, you know, I'm walking away, I'm not doing it and I'm doing it for love. I was what, like, I was trying to see if there was, if it was going to be because it was the opposite of Daisy or how, if they were going to, like, they didn't want both women to become, you know, superstars, the writers I'm saying, which still would have been like such bullshit. I just, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know why they had to make this choice. Yeah. I don't understand it either. Um, Daisy is very proud of her, which is like a sweet moment. And Daisy is happy for her, which is nice. Yeah, because you're happy for your friend. Um, Daisy says she can't do this anymore with Billy. It's it's too much for her. <sighs> Daisy and Billy. Then we see we're back at the concert for Kill You to Try. There is glitter all over the side of Billy's face. And that's when I knew something was wrong. <laughs> something had happened. The way that he performs in this <sighs> concert is give him the golden globe give him whatever like these subtle like the subtle changes that he made from every other concert to this one where now he's like 
loosey goosey, clearly yeah. on drugs. But this yeah. is how somebody on drugs is. Yeah. It, 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 uh, it was both. The acting it was, was upsetting. It, yeah, the acting was incredible, but it was both like upsetting and amazing because you're like, no, I don't want this. But also, the chemistry that you two have is incredible. And oh. him just like <laughs> going and singing in the same mic and just getting like way too close. And you're like, this is so hot, but so inappropriate. <laughs> I know, but it's so, but I love to, you can see Daisy looking at him like, yeah, she's not happy. She knows. She knows yeah. She on. knows. And she's also like, oh, you could see her coming to the realization like, oh, the thing I thought I wanted, I don't think I want. Um, Then we're in that hallway. Cam has confronted Billy. She says, we've both done things. Ice cold. I, <sighs> she knew what she was doing. Yeah. She threw it out oh, there. she dropped that she wanted him to know. Yep. Billy admits that Daisy and he had kissed, which I, you know, we're a broken record about that. It didn't happen. That line didn't it happen. Didn't happen. That didn't happen. Um, but the whole when then, he's like, I can't, when she says, tell me that you don't love her and he can't say anything, he can't. Oh, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Oh. It was so good. It was so, oh my God, it was so much. It was so good. And then Daisy shows up and it's like the one woman you don't want to see. And I love that Camilla is an all white. Daisy's an all black. It's like, okay. Let's not be subtle here. No, at we're, all. we ain't being subtle at all. We're way past um, subtlety. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so then Camilla runs off and Billy tells her that Camilla thinks that he's, that something in love with Daisy that they've, that they've been having an affair that they've been having an affair and he says she, no. he says she thinks I'm in love with her with you and Daisy was, says what did you say like hopefully and he says nothing and he's like she's my wife I'll never leave her he says yeah I told her the truth mm. which he did but he didn't tell Daisy what the truth was yeah just playing these fucking mind games in this hotel Oof. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, they do. They it's we're back to the concert for no words. Daisy does a bump of cocaine, like behind, like out of view of the audience. Graham and Karen look rough. Uh, okay, I know the two okay. of them. <laughs> so then we're in the hotel elevator. Karen tells Graham that she had the abortion. I he reacts better in the show than he does in the book. Yes. In the book he's an actual piece of shit. Yeah, but until he gets to the very last thing that he says to her in the show which yeah, we'll get to. Um yeah, he storms off, he's mad, which is like you know, it's frustrating cuz Karen has always been upfront about what she wanted. She yeah. she was she never wanted children. She's not going to have children. She didn't want this relationship for this reason. But Graham's just, you know, doesn't want to hear it. Um then back at the concert, Daisy looks over at Karen. Karen's clearly having a rough time and she goes over and sits next to her and they like cuddle each other in front of the keyboard and I just fucking loved it. I just absolutely loved all of, I love that they kept all of the female friendships and relationships 
positive. And I like that yes. they didn't try to turn any of them into I hate you or, you know, there was nothing really negative about it. And I, like none of the women turned into uh, guys, girls, they all were girls, girls, you know, everybody had their problems, everybody had their issues. And there was like you with Camilla and Daisy, there's definitely like tension there, but everybody is still a girl's girl. Like everybody is still really supportive and respectful of the women around. And so I just love that they kept that and they didn't have one, like they didn't turn Karen into like, Oh, I don't even like girls. Like, I don't like, why was Daisy trying to be my friend? I like that. They didn't, they still kept it. Everybody was, Karen immediately thought Daisy was the coolest and never didn't and always loved her. And I, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Then we're in the bottom of the hotel. Daisy's at the piano and in walks Camilla. And they talk about Billy and it doesn't go great. Not great. (laughs) No. And I don't know. I was thinking of this a lot because Obviously, in the book, this conversation is different and happens at a different time. Mm -hmm. But there's something that I liked about this. Because in the book, Camilla is, like, almost saintly most of the time. Like, she very – she never fucks up. And so there was something about seeing her vulnerable and seeing her vulnerable with Daisy. And -hmm. not just being, like, don't take my man, but, like, what are you doing? Like – you know, that I yeah. really liked this scene a lot because basically she's like, you know, Daisy's like, he cho- he's choosing you like he met you first. And she's like, so he's only with me because he met me first and he's honorable and that's what he does. And the Daisy has like backtrack and she's like, oh, you guys are exactly the same, which is true. They are the same person, yeah. which is also why they cannot be together. Right. It would be awful. Right. I liked it too. Yeah. And I, it's yeah. what you're saying. It was an, a moment for Camilla to be a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I liked it. I thought like it was another thing where it was just like, it's a big swing. And I, this is, I guess if, if you were going to veer away from the book, this is what I wanted you to do. Right. Um, but yeah, the whole like, because they were the same the questions that I had, you know. Oh, so is Billy just staying with Camilla because he, she was who he met first? And you know, no. Like they have to have they have to ask the questions that the audience is asking. And like, I just, yeah, I thought it was well done. Yeah, I agree. Um, then we're at Billy's hotel room. Billy is not doing well. He's strumming a guitar. He smashes a the he way smashes it and the Excuse camera me. following him i thought it was great but then i was also like you have a two-year-old or like a five-year-old in this room and now you have glass everywhere what's happening but he wasn't thinking about that and then he gets a knock on the door he thinks it's eddie i mean he thinks it's camilla yeah it's our british friend eddie <laughs> <laughs> gonna tell him like a man uh, come the fact uh, eddie is so great he i mean great in an awful but so great. great to watch yes also like great in his delusions like mm-hmm. when he said i'm a team player <laughs> just 
But this is why, because I remember you saying like the the guitar thing and the book happened at SNL. This happened in Pittsburgh. This is why I think that makes some, so much more sense. Yeah. Because he's like, in front of my grandmother, I didn't get to do my solo. And I'm like, yeah. ooh. That's the thing about Eddie is like, he is a little prick, but he makes points. He makes points. He, ha- he has reasons for why he feels the way he feels. Like, he's not wrong. Yeah. This was a scene where it was just like a great, the best kind of arguments are when both people are right and yeah. wrong. And this was, was so good because Eddie was right, but Billy was also right. And it was, yeah. you know, Eddie said everything. I liked when he said, you know, you did it in front of my grandma. And then you, you realize why earlier Warren had said, well, I saw your grandma. She was having a great time. And you realize that they're having the argument that Eddie's going to come forward later um i like that they switched it i mean snl is like millions of people but this is your home and your grandmother's there like i it's like a bigger deal yeah Yeah. it makes sense but then billy also says i feel like you just want to be slighted and i was like yes also true absolutely that's the thing where he's like you have the chip on your shoulder because if you did it you'd have to admit that you aren't everything you want to be and i was like which is wow also true." true Also true. This is tough. This is tough stuff. But when Billy gets up in his face after he before he punches him and he says, oh, how does it go? But he's like, I've done things you don't you couldn't even imagine or something like that. Or. Oh, and then he's like, yeah. You oh, what don't. Oh, he says, what don't I know? Oh, you don't. He goes, you don't even know. And Billy's like, what don't I know? And he just smirks at him, and says, use your, use your imagination. Med- yeah. So do you think that Billy knows? Yeah. I think that Billy immediately went there. And I think, I don't know that Billy knows that that is the truth, but I think that in that moment, Billy knew what Eddie was saying. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't know that he knew like, oh, he's trying to fuck with me. Maybe. I don't know. I could have seen it both ways where he just punched him because he was being a prick, but then I could also see him like Billy, Billy just not, knowing for sure but then i could also see billy know billy knowing exactly what happened and eddie slept with i mean he just destroyed a guitar so him punching this guy that he doesn't like i don't think it's like he's already hyped up yes yes you didn't you didn't come from like sunday dinner and then you get him (laughs) to this face like he started at at 11 that's why i was kind of like oh maybe he's just punching him because he's angry he doesn't totally know that. But I think in that, but when he says use your imagination and has that little fucking smirk. Yeah. Yes. Billy knows he's saying, I fucked your wife. And, but I don't think that Billy knows, like, I fucked your wife and it happened, or he's just trying to bait Billy. Like, I don't think Billy knows mm. for 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, then back at the concert, we have Look Me in the Eye. And then we're at Daisy's Hotel for yet another heartbreaking scene. This is the phone call. Yeah, she comes home. She's been carrying around this letter that she got when they were in, like, Like New Orleans. Yeah. And she finally opens it, and it's pictures of her when she was a little girl. She does coke with one of the pictures on brand. Fantastic. (laughs) So good. You got to use what you have. And then she calls her mother. And this was phenomenal. This was. This was. I mean, this was awful. This was heartbreaking. But it was such a good scene. And so fucking tough. It was brutal. 
It was absolutely brutal. It was so good. The only thing that took me out of it was when they cut to the mother and sh- the way that they had her framed, it almost looked like they were interviewing her in the older. Oh. Like the way that the the screen, I don't know if it was like the color correction or something, but it was just like a little too glossy. And I almost like wish that they hadn't cut to the mother and we had just stuck with Riley the entire phone mm-hmm. call because that is a horrible thing to hear. And I just wanted to be with Riley the entire time and like see yeah. her emotion because her acting is fantastic. And it was just like, it was brutal. I didn't need to see the mother. I didn't need to like wonder about her old lady makeup. I just wanted to be with Daisy. Although the her old time. lady makeup was fantastic. Yeah, it was like, also great. great. It was great, but like, but yeah, I didn't need it. The mother just saying that. Yeah, well, especially what Daisy said last episode about being competition. Hmm. And I think Daisy calling her, hoping that she would be proud of her or hoping that it would have changed. And then just getting that confirmation like, no, your mother's an evil, awful person. Yeah. And yeah, that she says, I I have 10,000 people who love me probably more than you do. And then to say that, but they don't really know you. Oof. That. Uh, it like was they just... do such. Yeah. They do such a good job of fraying everybody's nerves this day because mm, that phone mm-hmm. call would rocket you for months. Yeah. 100%. I kind of wish that we had seen earlier Daisy claim that she was an orphan. Like when her mom says, mm-hmm. I'm reading about you saying that you're an orphan. I was like, wait, what? When? I would have loved to have seen that before. Yeah. Um, because that's also a huge thing to say in an interview. <laughs> Right. Um, but also I think she's just like, I don't have parents. Like, I don't know if she's like, I'm an orphan. <laughs> or she just like, don't. Then she I says her know. mom like claims that she's an orphan. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think um, it was, uh, that was just like absolutely brutal to hear. The things that yeah. people say to each other in this episode is just like some of the most oh, ice cold things people can say to one another. Yeah. People love you, but they don't really know who you are. Not like I do. From your mother. And then she calls her like a little slut or something yeah. insane. Like, what the fuck? Ugh. Um and I feel like yeah. Um then we're in the stadium bleachers for Karen and Graham for the second punch. Gut mm. punch. Graham's mad that he didn't go with her. He could have held her hand. Karen, I think there's a part of Karen that knows a big part of Karen that knows if Graham was there, she might not go through with it. Yeah. And he would have made her feel guilty or just like looked at her weird the entire time. And he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have driven her there. He would have like, you know, driven her to get food and been like, let's talk about this. Right. He would have tried to talk her out the whole time. And I think there was a part of her you know, we talk about the love triangle with her work and love. And there's a part of her that I think was, could have been tipped, but she had to be true to herself. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham says relationships aren't easy things, but they're honest. Okay, Graham. And he says literally the worst thing that you could say. And then she's she walks away and he says, you're going to be alone forever. I screamed <laughs> i was so mad 
because yeah. it really is it's the curse of the number one guy he fell that in uh i don't know that just like in my mind that put him below billy eddie and billy like it just like <laughs> He dropped like a sack of potatoes in my book yeah. with that line. It was, it's the worst thing you could say. It's just like, yes, he's lashing out, but that is so. That's the cruelest. That's the cruel. It's such a cruel thing to say. It's vicious. It's a vicious yeah. thing. And unfair. It, it's awful. Um. Then we're at the concert for more fun to miss. I just wrote, Billy's energy is chaos. <laughs> <laughs> the sexual energy between him and Daisy is insane. It's insane. Daisy goes from liking it to being scared by it, like, second to second. She's, I'm in. I'm out. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. I like this. I don't like this. Love. He gets I mean. too close. She's like, you're too close. Then he, like, tries to kiss her in front of the microphone. And then she's like, okay, nope. And then it's just... It's like literal, te- literal push and pull, and you can see it in her eyes and her body language. The yes, no, yes, no, and he—he he is—he's pure chaos. Like that's such a good way of putting it. He's just chaos. His energy is manic. Yes, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Um, then we're back earlier in the day at the hotel bar, and Billy calling Camilla leaving a message i need my girls he's desperate he's at the like frayed edges and then he calls teddy it felt so um it felt really well done and i don't know if it's because of like the whole ticking clock time or just Mm -hmm. the acting and the maybe it was like the camera direction just the like the franticness and the downfall i totally believed and yeah. so everything that happens afterwards felt really earned to me because of the way that everything in this episode had come before it. A hundred percent. I agree. This felt, he felt so desperate. He felt so yes. down. And this guy, he calls Teddy. Teddy realizes something's up. Um, When he finally leaves, a guy recognizes him and buys him a, jack daniels that he drinks yep right yep and the book and and i understand why you don't have this scene anymore because it it doesn't make sense but in the book he's at the bar and somebody comes over and like sees that he's struggling with to take a drink or not and kind of talks him out of drinking in a really subtle way yeah i love that scene where like and the way that billy not like acknowledges that the man just takes the drink the glass and like puts it on the other side of him Mm -hmm. and i just yeah i love that scene but you're right it does not fit here it doesn't fit with where they're going and it doesn't work so again this is this is the way it should be should have been done like if you're gonna go down this path go down this path don't give us these other scenes from the book that don't make any sense now Right. It would have made absolutely no sense, but I just wanted to shout it out as a scene from the yeah, book yeah. that I really love. Yeah, me too. Um, then we're in Daisy's hotel room. It's drugs, booze, and music. And twirling. She loves and to twirling. twirl when she gets high. She's spinning. She's a roller. She <laughs> She's a little fairy sprite. She goes into the bathroom <laughs> and puts ashes all over her eyes for eye makeup. So cool. good. 
Because <laughs> I noticed that at the very beginning, her eye makeup is so dark. It very like a lot darker than usual. Yeah. And just actual charcoal on her face. Gotta love it. <laughs> um, then they're at sound check. Rod is losing it because Billy and Daisy, neither of them were there. And Warren and Eddie have a heart to heart that I think is really sweet. Agreed. I just like love these little moments. They do a lot with these uh, secondary characters of giving them mm-hmm. quick conversations that still really boil down to the, like the essence of who they are, mm-hmm. which makes me want more of that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was basically Warren saying, like, why can't you just be happy with the way things are now? Because that's the thing, too. It's like if you are a rock star and the biggest band in the world selling out stadiums and you can't be happy. And this is the culmination of your dream, then you can't be happy. And Warren is such like a here for a good time hangout dude. And he's like, I don't know. I think I'm having the time of my life. And they're sort of acknowledging that they're two very different people. Yeah. Warren walking away and saying, okay, I'm going to go call my girlfriend who's a movie star. <laughs> so good. Just like mic drop. Like he does. He has so much going on and he's just, yeah. He's happy with however anything happens. All these people are struggling with love. He just goes up to a woman, hits on her <laughs> poorly and ends up with the love of his life. With, yep, It's yeah. Warren's world and we're all just living in it. Warren's World. That would be a great spinoff. Another great spinoff. Warren's of him World. Just as a session drummer, just hanging. Yeah, the father of twin girls. Give it to us. <laughs> he ended up with Billy's twins. Yeah, he um, did. You're right. Camilla at the hotel, she listens to Billy's message. And then... Says, no, thank you. Leaves. Yeah. Cries. Great crying work from Camilla Marone this whole episode. Yeah, she's a good crier. Yeah. Um, then it's The River, our favorite song. Good Simone song. comes out on stage. I love this moment of them singing to each other. It was just great, perfect. Yeah. So good. I'm hoping they release like this because I don't think they have mm-hmm. released like The River duet with Simone. And then I also really want them to release the um, It's Always You, the song that Daisy sang to Billy yeah last, last episode would love to yeah. hear that one would love to put that one on my spotify extended cut um rod asks billy if billy's okay and billy says i've never been okay Ugh. Just emo like, drama really, billy i know but like in a great way sam Claflin <laughs> like really did so well this episode he like, I'm not being facetious. Like, he, I want him to get nominated for everything. Like, he fucking killed this part. He yeah. was so good. He really was. He was Billy Dunn. Like, he was. Oh, nobody else. Nobody else. Like, the casting is perfection in that nobody else could be Billy Dunn. Nobody else could be Daisy. Like, this is no. them. Yeah. Um, we're in the past again backstage billy is looking for camilla i love like warren and simone are chitting about chatting about something which i would love to know what they were talking about and then daisy walks in and simone just goes oh wow because <laughs> her makeup is psychotic her makeup is out of control 
Yeah. Yeah. I like the way that the makeup and costume and hair and everything where they, they let people look messy. Mm-hmm. Like if you were doing drugs in your apartment all like in your hotel room all day and then you showed up for sound check after putting ashes on your eyes, like it's not gonna be a great look. No. And I mean she looks amazing because she's Riley Keough and she's gorgeous, but like but she, she looks, looks off. like something's off. Yeah, like, she looks if, off. <laughs> if that was me showing up to meet you for like drinks, you would be like, Oh wow, okay. I was just gonna ask, what would you do if I came like to go out to dinner and I just had black eyeshadow all over my eyes. Like, oh my god, you would be, I would like, be like, um, everything this okay? Is a choice. <laughs> and you just showed up with like a weird smile and like too much energy. I'd be like, okay, so I think we're gonna go get you some water. <laughs> <laughs> Although, uh, yeah. I'm so excited for all the Daisy costumes this Halloween. I just thought of that. You will look so good because you've got the hair. Maybe I should be Daisy. You should absolutely go as Daisy. You totally. My friend is an amazing seamstress. I'm and I'm seeing her tomorrow night. I'm gonna be like, make this massage. Make it. Make the white. Yes. Yes. Oh, with the bell sleeves that just like float out. Yes. Oh my god. Cool. Done. You Perfect. could you should come as Billy and just wear denim on denim. I was you read my mind. You you <laughs> you cross country read my mind. I was like, and I'll be Billy Dunn and I'll just wear denim on denim a Canadian yeah. tuxedo. It's exactly it's literally what I was just gonna say. Oh. Uh, okay, we're gonna kill it. Perfect. The best is that all I do for Halloween is hand out trick-or-treaters, a hand out to trick-or-treaters of Park Slope, and they won't know who I am. They'll just be like scary witch lady. Listen, like, all yes. the cool all the cool celebrities on your block will get it. So yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. I'd be like, Adam, drive. Um, then. 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 Oh, so then everybody leaves. Daisy yeah! says, you look scared. You should be. No, who should be is Daisy. And then Billy. Daisy should be scared because she's about to be assaulted on the lips. <laughs> yeah. They make out hardcore. And Billy Hard. says, she left me. Yeah. Daisy knows it's not right, though. She's like, what's going on? She's into it, but she's confused. Yeah, because it feels suicidal. Yeah. He is kissing her like the Titanic is going down. (laughs) And this is it. This is the end. Yeah. The way, like, I, I was like, what? And then I thought, yeah. Like, this was the first one where I just said, Yes, I can absolutely. This feels earned. I can see this happening. I could totally. You, Taylor Jenkins Reid could convince me that this is what happened in between the lines of the book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was in. Yeah, a hundred percent. I would have been um, even more in if they hadn't have kissed before. Hmm. Agreed. Um. Then we're at the concert, and Billy's introducing each member of the band, which is very sweet. He like doesn't introduce eddie then he gives him a bad introduction oh and then then he leans in close and then he leans in to hug him after giving his introduction and eddie's like i love you man and it feels like he's trying out warren's point of view where he's like why not just be positive yeah into his ear go fuck yourself you're done yep oh chills i just got chills again it was so good oh my it was fucking it was crazy have we gotten past the part of when you started crying? 
Um, I have not started crying yet. No. Okay. <laughs> I will. Uh, yeah, no, that was great. I was like ready for Billy to lean in and be like, yeah, you too, brother. You know, like we'll get through it. Nope. Billy, was, Billy was burning bridges already. Like Billy was in a burn bridge mode. He burned yeah. the bridge when he kissed her, Daisy in the green room. He was burned in bridges with Eddie on stage. Like when he was talking about Graham and his brother, like not burning a bridge there, but just like it felt very end of the road. He knew, like he knew something was happening. He was throwing it all away. Um, Camilla's in the crowd. They sing Aurora. Um, we get our first like montage of where we've been. Didn't cry, but it got me. It got uh, you. Sort of all of her memories of the band. Yeah. Um, I wrote. It's like they're having a threesome with a mic, Daisy and Billy. It, it was really was. It was, it was crazy. It was so intense. <laughs> it was so much. I was like uncomfortable because I was like, we should not be watching this. Seeing this. Have, it's like Billy, get this. a hold of yourself. Yes. And then the band takes a bow for the last time as Daisy Jones and the Six. This is the last time they're all together. This moment. Pretty much. So this is when you start crying? No. Okay. <laughs> then we're backstage. Billy and Daisy start fucking going at it going on the amps. For it. Sexual. Love this. Love this. Love this. Which I mean, there's so much discourse right now about like how everything has such a lack of sexuality. They didn't get the memo for this show episode because they said pump it in. Yeah, this pump was it in. It was animalistic, honestly. What? They it was so were sexy. Just monkeys going at it. It was, and I was like, I am so okay with this. Like, I was shocked mm -hmm. at my reaction. I really thought that I would not be okay. And this is why yeah. I thought, you know, this will be surprising to you and to our listeners. I was like, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I'm down for it. Well, because Daisy always represented destruction and oblivion to him, mm -hmm. you know, and this is him accepting it. And I think this is he says to Daisy that she left him. And then. Uh, Billy does coke and Daisy's like, what is going on? And she's like, this yeah. isn't who you are. And then, oh, and then he's like, let's be broken. I'm broken. Let's be broken together. And then our fucking girl. What does she do? She says, I don't want to be broken. She makes the decision yep. to not. And this is different than the decision she makes in the book and when she makes it. But I was cheering for this. Yeah. I loved this moment. It was so earned. It was so perfect. Um, Are you going to start crying now? No, I mean I might start crying like later. This isn't when I start crying, but oh, I was this just isn't like, it, this isn't no, it this either? isn't it. Yeah, okay. Um, um, no, I thought, yeah, I love, I love how you say that there. Like the way that she comes to it here was great, and yeah, when she said I don't want to be broken, I just, I was so happy. Yeah. So certainly after the conversation they had in Teddy's garage, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then yep. we have our final. Karen and Graham, where Graham says, I love you. I don't care. I'll live out of suitcase. I don't need children. Just say that you love me. Say you feel the same way. And Karen says, I'm so sorry. 
and walks mm. away. Yeah. Which was another gut punch. Really, we did not get a break. Yeah, the end was, it was a lot. It was just kept going. Yeah. Yeah, it was another this last. Was so, I thought that she was going to say that she did, too. I thought she was going to be like, I do, but I just can't. But she said no. She just, like, ripped the Band-Aid off, which is, yeah. it's very Karen, you know? It's so her just to do what needs to yeah. be done. Yeah, because she does love him, you know? Right. As she says later, I didn't tell him the truth. But, like, for what oh. needed to happen... That was what needed to happen. For him to be happiest. Because she didn't want to throw away the life she wanted for him. And she didn't want him to throw away the life he wanted for her. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's the tough part. And that's why they were never going to be together long term. Right. Um, The band goes back out stage for Honeycomb. Look at us now. I call it Honeycomb. We call it Honeycomb. Um, day, just I love Daisy so much. She's she, she gives this speech about love. Yep, and how love doesn't have to be giant. It can be quiet. It can be the person who saves you, who lifts you up. And Billy's losing it. He cracking, realizes breaking down who the person he that lifts him up. Who is the person he wants to be with? The person who like brings him to the light. Yeah. And then just for Daisy to like also like to give that speech and to give it basically to Billy and just saying, you know, this isn't me. Like I right. love you and you love me, but like this is I'm not this person. Mm-hmm. And for him to realize it. I'm not the one that you should be with. We're bad for each other. And releasing him. And then she ends it by saying, This is a love song. After all the back and forth about Honeycomb and him wanting to be a love song to his wife and her saying no, it's a uncertainty. It's about uncertainty. Mm-hmm. That was just that was so fucking beautiful. I, I as a callback, as a like, yep. her her saying that to him. Billy breaks down and he can't sing. The crowd starts singing the song to start to yeah, them. Yeah, that was great. And I just love for Daisy and Billy too. It's like. There is a lot that isn't said between them. And the fact that Daisy talks to the crowd to talk to him, mm-hmm. you know, and she tells Billy to go. And he goes. And he goes. And I didn't realize how amazing Honeycomb as a song is for a running montage. It yeah. was perfect. I was like, this absolutely should be used in real rom-coms as like the running to the airport, you know, Mm -hmm. climactic scene at the end. It was great. So Billy goes to Camilla and this is the part where I started to losing, to lose it. So like Daisy's having an amazing time singing. um, And then one by one, Daisy goes, sings to each member of the band knowing in her heart that this is the last time she'll ever be with them 
please. I'm going to start crying now. It was so beautiful. It was so sweet. It was so awful. And especially the stupid Warren didn't know that this was a lot. Like, Warren didn't really know what was going on. I know. On. Like, literally, Warren is the only one who didn't realize that this was yeah, it. This like, was, something yeah, big else, has happened. Yeah, everybody else was like, well, we're done. Like, I'm leaving after this. I can't I can't do anything yeah. after this. Um, but Except for Warren. But yeah, her just like turning to each person and the way yeah it was beautiful it was oh my god it got me oh no that's not what i thought it was gonna be oh then camilla i mean listen it's this is where i started getting no this is this is the first time it shot me in the heart but like it continues this is this right this episode is an assault on the emotions really you gotta be (laughs) in a good place because God, then um, Camilla, uh, yeah, Cam, uh, Billy's running backstage. They come off stage, and R- Rod says, "What the hell is going on out there tonight?" And Billy whispers something to him. What, what do you she think he whispers? Yeah, Daisy whispers. I don't, I don't know if she's like, "I'm going to rehab," or it doesn't seem like that. I think she, she just, yeah, she says like, "It's over." It's over. Yeah, mm. that's what I thought. Rock and roll is dead. The music died. Rock and roll suicide, which is the name of the episode. Yeah. Then Billy's made it to the hotel. He and Cammy are out on the balcony. And Billy's saying some pretty hurtful things to her, but he's come to be honest Mm -hmm. and tell her, I love Daisy, but it's not the same. Right. And I loved Camilla being like, I've known you since I was 18 years old. You think I don't know you? You think I don't know you want to burn things down? Like, I don't let you. But when he said, I don't let you see that side of me, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Something about that just like really, ugh, that part got to me. Like that line. I don't know why. It just was like, it really stuck out in in a good way. Because it was bad. But I, well, I think too, Camilla saying that to Daisy earlier, where she's like, You both think that you're broken and you're just two broken things wandering around in the dark. Like, I see you both. Mm-hmm. And I think Camilla does see him and does know the part. Like, Billy isn't subtle. Billy's no. idea of himself and how he acts and how he does act in the world aren't compatible with each other. So, like, I believe that Camilla does really know him and does really see him. Yeah, know? I agree. Um, then Julie wakes up and we get the interviewer reveal. I like, uh, I love, love, love the way it's done in the book. Like, that will always mm-hmm. be the number one. Shocking. Yeah. But this was uh, good, too. Here's my thing. I'm happy that it was still Julia, obviously. But I feel like the thing that makes it insane in the book is because the entire book, there are moments that are told from two point of views and there's differing opinions. And I said this. No, I said this. And so you're always kind of like, oh, it's just an oral history. But then when you get the layer of like, they were all talking to Billy and Camilla's daughter the whole time. Yep. It's like, okay, so how were they telling the story the way that you would tell the story to your friend's child? That wouldn't really be the truth. And so then in the book, it brings everything that came before it into question. Yeah. In a way that I feel like 
And, you know, and there's things you can do in literature that you can't do in film or TV. But in the way that this reveal was kind of like, okay, this is like a cute, sweet moment and everything that comes after it is so lovely. But it isn't the same like gut punch of like, oh, wow. So everything I know is different now because we never saw those like differing point of views. This was always like of record what happened. And that this is why I think it, they could have benefited by having like a few scenes shown different ways, multiple times, or multiple times, or yeah. and then I and then I have a character say this, and then have one of the talking heads be like, "Oh, I never would have said that." Right, exactly. You it know? would have made the talking heads meaningful because now the way that they used them, it was just like we see something happen, and then the person. Taught, like comments on it or just comments on the, the thing that's about to happen and they never yeah. reflect on memory or perception and that was the thing that I loved the most about the book and we just didn't get that because I think that it is possible to do it I talked about the affair before um yeah and I also I actually just watched this episode of this tv show it's called dare me um it was like it came out a couple years ago. It was on USA. It's about it's based on a book and it's about um high school cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's interesting. It's not totally great, but this episode that I just recently watched is that they do they show a scene and it's from like kind of the girl who the whole story is being told through. It's like through her perspective and they show like it's like a 15 minute chunk and then the commercial break hits. And then they go and they start the whole sequence over again from it's like there's three people in these main three chunks and they start it with the second person. And so you watch the whole thing, the whole 15 minute sequence through her perspective. And it's like a lot of the same lines are the same where a girl says, you know, get your stuff we're leaving. And the way that it was said in the first sequence it's like get your stuff we're leaving like oh, i can't believe we're here like i want to leave mm-hmm. we gotta go and in the second time it's like the girl who actually says it she's like get your stuff we're leaving like i want to go i i'm not i don't feel safe here anymore mm-hmm. and so it's like it's the same dialogue but it's the way that it's said is different and you get then you get it from a third perspective like somebody who overhears it and you there's you know totally different context and so I don't think that's sustainable for a whole season, no. but it's definitely possible. And I think it would have gone so much further to then get the reveal of Julia. And it's like, well, Eddie was telling Julia about him cheating on her father with her mother. Like they never say it, you know, like Eddie never says it in the show he never says that i cheated with Uh camilla he just says like when they when he asks they ask her what did you do over the break he's like well i stuck around uh, to see if anything was going on and you're like well uh, we know why you stuck around because we saw it but like did julia see that well i think also if you would had the talking heads contradict what we had just seen more mm-hmm. and not that we necessarily needed to see the scene again but if they were just like oh oh he said i said that i never said that right or something like that where it's like okay so we're getting two versions of the story yeah and so it is it true or is it not and when 
it would i don't know that's the thing that i i think could have been heightened i guess oh um, a thousand percent yeah yeah i think the reveal the the fact that the reveal came during a conversation with billy instead of in the book how it's the conversation where julia cuts in when she's interviewing daisy and daisy's mm-hmm. like oh you know this happened and julia says wait i remember this and it's then you go yeah. go into the conversation with Camila and Daisy. Um, like that, I love. I think that's su- such a better reveal. But when well, it's also a moment that only Camilla and Daisy knew about. Or, you know. Right, 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 right. But I'm saying like the fact that they changed it to Julia saying, Oh, I remember that when she's talking to her dad. Yeah. Um, like that was still really cute where he's like, I didn't think you remembered anything. She's like, I remember everything. Yeah. Um, then we're back in the 70s. Camilla leaves. Uh, Billy leaves for rehab. You know, I thought the show did a good job of showing the life of an addict and how hard it is and how mm-hmm. it's every day, you know? Yeah. Um, and then in the green room, Simone and Daisy are talking about Daisy going to rehab and Teddy has set something up for her and Simone says you've left family before and then Daisy just goes I know but I really loved this one yeah that was that that was was tough tough. that was tough yeah and then she just breaks down and like starts crying because she knows what she has to do I felt yeah. it. And I think that there's this thing for, and uh, you know, this isn't a romance novel, but for romance novels that it's like each character starts at one place and then through the meeting, they are something better and more than they could be having not known each other. Mm. And I don't know that Daisy would go to rehab without Billy. I don't think she you would. Know? Yeah. And I don't think that Billy would have ultimately have the relationship that he had with Camilla without Daisy, you know? Yeah. Um, next morning on the bus, we have Karen Warren and, uh, Rod just waiting on that bus. Waiting on the bus. First, Eddie that's comes. never going to happen. Yeah. Eddie comes and just gets in a cab and poor little Warren's face. When he sees Eddie, he's like, my, my friend, my friend, Where, where'd my friend go? <laughs> <laughs> it's like heartbreaking. That is such a true, like, that's exactly how it is. He's like. And then you could just see him kind of like slowly melt inside. Yeah. And he knows, he knows what's happening. And then Graham just puts his guitar down and can't put, make himself get on the bus. Gives away a perfectly good guitar. Like, what? I know. I he guess walked away. Now. He just walked away from the whole lifestyle. Like, that yeah. was what they were really trying to say. Yeah. He was done being a musician. Um, and then Rod is like, I was trying to tell them that Daisy was going to rehab, but nobody showed up on the bus, basically. And then he says, the chosen ones never know that they're chosen. Sweet. Daisy Jones and the Six. Daisy Jones and the Six. And this is sort of the wrap up. So all the interviews are kind of, where are they now? Karen ended up being a rock star. She played a keytar in a music video that looked like Addicted to Love. Love that for her and for us. 
That's um, great. Graham goes home, immediately finds a, a woman that looks startlingly like Karen. And then. Yes. Yeah. He has ha- gets married, kids. has two kids. It's the life he wanted. Yep. And then he says, I have Karen to thank because if she hadn't brutalized me that night, I don't know that I would have, I would still be pining after her. Yeah. And then Karen says, I told him what he needed to hear, but it wasn't the truth. God, these two. This Are you crying? A- I'm not crying, but it's very sad. You're crying a little bit. Uh, I'm crying on the inside. I wanted um, them to be together so badly. I like know. whenever, ugh. So sad. The book too. Book Karen and Graham. I want to be together. I just These want them two. to work out. But they will never, and that's the fun. That's the tragedy of the story is that they love each other so deeply, but they just can't. Um, Eddie, they do dirty. They do so dirty. They I do was like, so dirty in the show. I, was, I wish that they had stuck with what I thought that they were aiming towards sticking with the book ending because of him talking about punk and like realizing how ahead of the future that like he was seeing trends and stuff. And then they just, Mm -hmm. they really, they brutalized him like a failed musician, but I'm like, he would have, because Billy said that he was splitting everything. They were splitting everything five ways. So you assume unless that changed, like he still would have a good amount of money. Right. Who said that they were splitting everything five ways? Didn't Billy say that when they get the royalty checks the first time? Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're like, we did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think so. I thought you were just talking about what Dr. Chuck Loving said in the last episode. (laughs) Um, Warren is the star. He's on his boat. He's a session drummer. For Daisy, sometimes I know we see that, that in Daisy's great. montage, and that thank God, great. um, he married Lisa. He has two kids, and then I. If, this is from the book, but it's so good, and the Sebastian <laughs> delivers it so perfectly. Where it's like, he's like, nobody asked me to sign their tits anymore, but Lisa does sometimes just to humor me. The way that he like sits up and says it as like a side when he's like getting up to leave, I loved. I was like, what a fantastic line reading! Great choice, oh, great so choice. And also that you could tell that their marriage is fun. Like they yes. have fun. Like he's doing really well. They have a boat. <laughs> they have a boat named Aurora. No. Oh. Simone opened a club with Bernie. She still sings sometimes. It was less of the life that I wanted for some. I wanted yes. more for Simone. Yeah. And so it was agreed. kind of a bummer. But agreed. happy she and Bernie are still together. I love Rods. He's like, they broke my heart. And I kind of left the business after that. The thing about, about once you get your heart broken, you don't want to do it again. It never you never fully recover. And then he goes, but that's not true. Mm, about this. And then I love that he's walking in like Spain and he walks past like two people, like a guitarist and a singer. And then they like sort of get out of focus and he turns and looks at them. And I'm like, is this a romantic thing? Is this like a new band thing? Like, oh, I read it as new band. Like, yeah, you can never stop looking for talent. Yeah. But loved him. He's like, that's a story for another time. And I'm like, I want to know the story. More Rod, more Rod. More Rod forever. And then, oh, this is where I lost it. Teddy died in 1982 at the keyboard doing what he loved. And then we get a montage of Teddy. Yes. Sorry. So good. That was such a good montage, too. I'm a human woman. And I, (laughs) 
can only withstand so much and i oh, lost it such a good montage and the I end of it love- on <sighs> Murph, like so good and especially like last episode when you see him after the heart attack at home and he's like having his smoothly and he's like oh he's like okay so i guess this is my life now and then he's like no and i want to do what i love and he did until he died yeah it's perfect yeah it was great um daisy got sober she's still a musician she has a daughter she says all because she left that night that she's been in love many times and you've probably read about it. Like she's stayed famous. Cause like no, yeah. the world could not turn away from Daisy. No, of course not. Ugh. And then Billy and Daisy together do the burn paragraph from the book over their relationship. And it was gorgeous. And I loved it. Did you not? No, I did. No, I did. I okay. Did. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were giving me a like. Well, no, I'm sorry, I was, I have to disagree no, with you no, now. No, no, I was sighing. Like everything that made me burn made Daisy burn. Yeah. And it it's it it was so beautiful because it showed why these two people can't be together, and why they wanted to be together, and mm-hmm. all of the struggle. And you were like, oh, so fucking good. Yep. And then, Billy. For his wrap up, he says he went to therapy. Lord, he needed it. Good for him, honestly. Everybody should be in therapy. A hundred percent. And then he won Camilla back. There was a montage. We see them kind of like in the eighties, which yeah, so cute. Um, and then he says he's most proud that he was a good dad. And then we find out that Camilla had passed away. Yep. And then I really lost it. Then you lost it. Then you went. You went down. I mean, I lost it with Teddy, and then I and then I was down for the count. I just also liked, uh, like, a part of it in the book is. It doesn't feel out of nowhere. It does feel like this has always been coming. But my alt, my worry when other people read the book is like, oh well, of course she died, like so that they could get together. And I'm like, no, like, that's just you know the natural progression of it. Um, and so I think a part of me was worried that that was going to happen with the show where it was just going to be like, well, okay, we're going to kill Camilla off so that Billy and Daisy can get together. Um, and like, I just, I wanted to make sure that they didn't have it just kind of like sprung on us. Um, and so I think that they, I think they did like a good job of that. I think they worked into yeah. it. And it didn't feel it doesn't feel like a death just for a death's sake. It felt still it felt just like what happens in in real life. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was And I don't think in the book I did not see Camilla dying coming. Me I was neither. shocked when that Me happened. Neither. And I think in the show I don't think in the show they telegraph that that is coming. And I think it's only in this moment that you kind of realize like, oh, you have not seen Camilla's talking head about any of this. Yeah. And this is also what I realized. We never seen old Teddy talking head for obvious reasons, but I feel like it should have been obvious to us the whole time that like, okay, well we aren't hearing from him maybe because he's gone. Right. Um, And then each of, now I'm going to cry. Each of the band members goes through their, memory of Camilla and Karen is like she's why I joined the band she's why I stayed like they were soulmates Karen and Camilla like best friends yeah 
And then Eddie talks about missing the funeral because he wasn't sure if he would be wanted there, which is also heartbreaking because I think for as much of a prick as Eddie is, he did love her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she was like his friend before everything. And yeah, he was in love with her, but like they grew up together, you know, and that to not even be able to go to that to her funeral because of something that you feel yeah but that could be eddie again just being like wanting to feel slighted wanting to feel slighted so he's like well i couldn't go but maybe he could have i don't think billy at that stage and at that level of maturity would have done anything right um daisy she saw a future for me i couldn't see for myself which is from the book but it was still really i love that line from the book i love it yeah and also that that is how Daisy remembers Camilla. And even though like Daisy was in love with her husband and everything that happened, like she always respected Camilla and loved Camilla. And I like that that is her takeaway from her time with Camilla. Mm-hmm. And then Graham, he just says, I can't, he can't even I talk can't. about oh, it. That was another moment where they just realized that words are, they don't, they're not necessary. So good. Yeah. Oh my god, I lost. I'm not lost it now. It was so good. It was. You so are. Sad. You're about to cry. I know. I am. I'm probably gonna cry. Um, okay, let's get let's get through it then. I know, but it was so sweet. Um, and then Billy and Julia sit and talk about Camilla and under the tree. It's very. You see his whole like little setup where he was talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and Billy tells Julia that she really was the love of his life. And that he's so happy and he would give everything back if he could be with her for one more minute. And you believe it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because I think there's so much about the show, too, that it's like, well, was it obligation or she was there first or they had a kid? But no, No. they really were meant to be together. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved the moment of older Daisy when Julie asked her, would you ever want to do it again? And she goes, do what, honey? Just like the way that she says it to Julie, I think is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, I don't know how your mom would feel. And Julia pulls it out with, I do. I, I do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, this uh-huh. is awful. <laughs> and then we get the video of, it's, it's amazing. Awful. <laughs> We get the video of Camilla, and when she adjusts her wig, oh my gosh, no. that was so, that was so good. That was just like that little detail was, and it said everything. It did. It said everything. It was. It was just like perfection. Yeah. Um, and it, Camilla specifically talks to, um. And and says to tell Daisy that she's happy for her, that she's had a beautiful life, that Camilla's always been her biggest fan. And she says, tell your father to give her a call. Yep. And what I love about this, too, is the book and the show, I think you realize her death was almost the catalyst for it. Like, you can see Camilla... Mm. Being like, Julia, no, you should write this down. Camilla's obviously the first one interviewed. And then mm-hmm. she isn't able to be interviewed. Um, And in the show, too, Julia's only talking to these people after her mother's passed away. 
Right. And so there's a part of me that is like, I, you know, you hear about these people when they know that they're dying and they want their spouse to be happy. And I think she knew that at this stage, Daisy could make Billy happy. And so she was like, here's a way to get them back together. Yeah. (sighs) We're almost done. And then the ending that I wanted. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What were you going to say? You called it. You called this ending. Yeah. No, is, just those last moments I love that they I just love that they kept everything from the book for this and I think that they did it so perfectly too like it was oh my god I loved that they showed the visual of the video it wasn't just like an email or you know reading mm-hmm. a letter it was watching Camilla watching the video um and then seeing Daisy and Julie wa- like Julia watch it back and like Billy watch it back like yeah I thought it was so good I thought it was great and then Camilla's voiceovers tell your father to give Daisy a call and tell Daisy jo- Jones to answer. Those two owe me a song. I love that she said and tell Daisy Jones to answer. Yeah, because Daisy wouldn't. Daisy yeah, she wouldn't. Her at that For... stage. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, of like Camilla, like just dying so that they could be together. It's like they weren't they wouldn't have they would have respected her memory and they would mm-hmm. not have done anything had Camilla not left that. Yeah. Um, and then Billy knocks on the door and Daisy answers it. And then you don't hear her say it, but you just see her mouth go, Billy. And the biggest smile. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Like a beautiful ending. Great oh, ending. Perfect. It just left you with exactly what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, also, how much Riley looked like her mom in that last shot. It was oh, like, yeah. yeah. But. It was like I, I, I. It was like then when it like cut to black, I was like, "Oh no, it was it was perfect. Everything was perfect. I loved it. I want to go back to the beginning and start watching again." Like I know we had all of these criticisms, but now I'm like, "Oh, knowing that they stick the landing so fucking hard, I'm like, okay, now I want to watch it all over." You know? Interesting. It, it was. I I thought it like there was little tiny things that about it that I found and not even like that I thought were bad. Like I'm bummed about the Simone thing. I think it's funny that they did Eddie dirty. And then <laughs> that's kind of like those are the two big things, but otherwise I'm just like, it was gorgeous. It was so well done. That's Final such an thought. interesting, that's such an interesting, like, I mean, I, I don't feel the same. Okay. Um, that's okay. That's okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't, uh, it didn't propel me to want to rewatch the series, but no, I, I, I was worried for the finale and we didn't need to be, I think Mm -hmm. is what I came away from it. It was, um, it was a good finale and in a way that like the finale was better than a lot of the show (laughs) for me. Oh, this was the best episode of the show. Yeah, there's just really something about I think the whole of episode three is not um, like great, but the high of just hearing them sing Look at uh, Honeycomb for the first time, there was just like that to me stuck out as like the most that was my favorite scene of the whole show. Um, Daisy and Billy meeting for the first time and then singing Honeycomb in the studio and just the sparks and the electricity like that was my favorite scene of everything. Yeah, that was amazing. I thought that the last two or three episodes were really well done. Like, it felt like it hit its stride. Yeah, it, like, got going, for sure. 
And I do wonder, had it been released weekly, how different we would feel if we had had more time to breathe between episodes. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know, though, because some episodes were just not as strong. And it was like, if we, I think if we hadn't have been recording piecemeal and it was kind of just like, like if we weren't recording at all and I was just watching them, I definitely would have binged like oh yeah four and five and six all at once, and then just <laughs> been like okay next episode you know yeah I agree but yeah yeah thank you for doing this with me Taylor oh my gosh I'm so glad this that we so did fun. I know I ten know. hours of talking plus two <laughs> writers groups and in the middle of it yeah uh, yeah. It was totally worth it, though. I'm so glad that we did this. And I am so thank you for having me. Thank you for letting oh me join God, the uh, Learning the Tropes world for a little bit. I know. Come back anytime. We have to oh. come back and have you read a uh, romance novel. I know I will. I actually, should I admit that I have never really read one? Oh, it's okay. Um, So I would, I would be like. It would be your first one. Yeah, yeah I would be like the version of it, so. If you have a good one that you want me to read and then come back and do, I'll totally do it. Yes. Any chance to have another Zoom <laughs> party with you? Streamyard. Streamyard. Um. Do you want to do swoons or anything, or should we just leave it there? I have one less swoon. Let's do it. Um. It's the thing that I'm most excited about upcoming in the media world besides the taylor swift concert that i'm going to and in then august Vanderpump rules finale. and then, yeah besides that besides that um it's my most uh, it's my um most i don't know what is the word i don't know um the barbie movie <gasps> i'm also excited for the I'm barbie movie so excited i cannot wait i just I went on Fandango the other day and I've literally never uh, put in notify me when tickets are available. I always just kind of luck into them. But I was I entered so fast my email to notify me when the first <laughs> tickets for Barbie are available because I will not be seeing that I later. Like I can't. I need yeah. to see it immediately. It's going to be huge. It's gonna I'm be so huge. excited. Uh, that trailer, just the fact that they have the most iconic trailer of all time already is fantastic. Yeah, and that's the teaser trailer. Yeah, we haven't even gotten have the... the full trailer out. I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. <sighs> I can't wait. But I wanted to leave it on a big positive, uh, positive swoon that is nice and pink. <laughs> yes! Barbie. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Um, what's wait. yours? I mean, after Barbie, I mean, I'll also swoon for Barbie, but also, I mean, I've been loving Perry Mason is back on HBO. Oh, is it so good? good? It's the first season was amazing. This season is phenomenal. It's great if you like mystery stories or like old LA. It's shot gorgeous. It's like just beautiful. Ooh, love mystery stories. Love Matthew Rees. So. I mean, if you love Matthew Reese, he's yeah. all over the place. I know. I got to watch it. The acting is so good. The writing is so good. It's just, it's really great. 
there's that one. I'll have to check it out. All now right. that I have all this free time because I'm not I know. anymore. I have to come up with a new project for you so that you keep writing because you're busy. I'll come up with something. I always do. That's I true. keep you busy. Yeah, if we have another project together, that would be good because I got so much done during this project. So <laughs> Somehow, even though I live on the other side of the country, I keep, I'm 50% of your social life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, you're like... 85 percent of it oh, no. i'm not even exaggerating it's so no. like my calendar it, looking i'm like oh my gosh all these weekends are free now <laughs> i know yeah it's, good. it's a i'm gonna bump it up to 90 you are 90 percent of my social <laughs> life <laughs> yeah i oh, love it um, love it i'm excited to come see you in person in july <gasps> Yes. If not sooner. Um, all right. Hopefully well, sooner. everybody, follow Taylor on Instagram at tholt18 and then uh, email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. We are on Patreon at uh, Learning the Tropes. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Learning Tropes. And until next time, for the last time. Thanks for jonesing with us. <laughs> Oh. Oh. Bye Taylor. Bye guys. <laughs>